0: Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Luke 8 and 41. Uh, you guys know the story. You know how this works. Uh, I'm probably not going to hear anything new. But uh, um, here's the deal, man. I felt strongly about this message right here. Um, if it's impossible this morning, it's not impossible with God. Amen. I want that to sink in. I know you guys are here because you love Jesus, but also know that some of you, some of you are going through some pretty hardcore trials. And you may feel like you're all alone in this trial. You may feel like nobody really knows what you're going through. Listen, there's a God in heaven who loves you and He's very committed to you and concerned about what you're going through. He loves you with an undying love. Amen? So we want to talk about that this morning. We don't want to stop believing. Amen? We don't want to stop... Let me say it like this. We can't lose hope. Does that make sense? Don't lose hope. Whatever you're going through, you cannot lose hope. But keep your eyes on the cross. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen? Luke 8 and verse 41. And there came a man named Jairus who was a ruler of the synagogue. Okay, so this guy right here, Jairus... He's going to see Jesus like anybody else. And at this time in Jesus' ministry, there is a huge, huge following. People are just coming from all over the countryside to see this miracle worker. Now keep in mind, Israel hadn't had a prophet for 400 years. They hadn't seen miracles like this in a very long time. Uh, The religious climate in Israel was very dry. You know what I mean? But here comes the Messiah into the land of Israel and people are getting excited. People are getting healed. Things are happening that they have never seen in 400 years. Amen. So here's this guy, Jarius, a man of means, a man of power. Um, he's a ruler of the synagogue. Uh, just like everybody else, he runs out to see Jesus. Amen. And there came a man named Jarius who was a ruler of the synagogue and, and falling at Jesus' feet. He implored him to come to his house. Amen. This guy, Jarius, remember, he's got a position in this community and he's out there with all these other people and Jesus has been across the, the sea for a while. And so here comes the boat and, and, and it docks and here comes Jesus and the disciples and everybody's freaking out. And Jarius, in front of all of these people, falls at Jesus' feet. Do you see the humility in this situation right here? This guy right here was in a desperate situation, okay? He doesn't care what anybody thinks about him, amen? He just knows that Jesus can do something about his problem, okay? So that's what I want to talk to you guys about this morning. You might be in a situation where it looks hopeless, where nothing man can do is going to be able to help you out. You don't know how this is going to work out. You don't know what's going to be going on in your life next month or next year or any of that stuff. Or maybe you just need a breakthrough or you're so, so stinking tired of dealing with the same temptations and the same habits. Listen to me right now, man. Our God can do all things. Amen? We have got to put our trust in Him. It doesn't matter what man says. Let God be true and every man a liar. Amen? Give Him some praise. Give Him some praise. Thank you, Jesus. Let's get fired up. Don't let this be another just another Sunday sermon. I'm not saying you guys are here. uh, I mean, I don't know why you would be here if you didn't love Jesus. But let's not leave here and not be changed this morning. Amen? God wants to do something in our hearts. He He wants to do something in our homes. And that's going to start with us getting fired up about God's promises. Amen? And there came a man named Jairus who was a ruler of the synagogue and falling at Jesus' feet he implored him to come to his house. I think it's very, very interesting. This guy right here, this, this was a, a well-to-do guy. He had, he had a, a nice position, okay? And he fell at Jesus' feet. That's a big picture of humility right there, okay? That could have been took in a lot of ways. I'm here to tell you, man, we got to humble ourselves, amen? We got to humble ourselves. Let's not worry about what anybody else thinks about us. Let's not worry about nothing, except the fact that I love Jesus and my God can do all things. Amen. First Peter five and verse six. This is a familiar verse to you. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Amen. Amen. That's what it's about right there. It's not. Listen, his 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 position couldn't do anything for him. His finances couldn't do anything for him. His power couldn't do anything for him. Amen. He had to come to the place like all of us. We have to come to the place and realize that we are nothing without God. Amen. We are nothing without God and we can do all things through Christ. And if we need something to happen, if we have a need, that need is going to come through Jesus Christ. Amen. That makes sense this morning? Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Uh, step number one, guys, you got that need and you can't make it happen on your own. Guess what? It's time. to. That's a good place to be, really. That's a good place to be where you realize, you know what? I can't do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. But thank God there's a God in heaven who loves me and has a plan for me. And he says in Second uh, Peter, I've given you all things pertaining to life and godliness. You know what I mean? If you need it, he's going to give us what we need. Amen. And keep in mind, I didn't say he's going to give you everything you want. Amen? That's a whole different sermon from a whole different pulpit somewhere else. <laughs> but what I'm saying right now is our God meets our needs, man. Let's keep our eyes on Him. Amen? Okay. Now, what's this big need? If you haven't been reading ahead, what's this big need? If you haven't ever heard this story before in your life, what is this big need where this guy of, of means and authority and, and all dressed fancy hanging out with everybody else, what is this humongous need that would make him fall at Jesus' feet, not caring what anybody else would think about him? Amen? Well, verse 42 is going to show us. Verse 42, For he had an only daughter about 12 years of age. And she was dying. That's pretty severe, isn't it? That's a hopeless situation. Amen. That is a hopeless, hopeless situation. And you can you imagine this guy, Jarius, hanging out with these people, waiting for Jesus to arrive? Can you imagine how he felt? Parents, mamas, daddies, put yourself in this man's shoes for a little bit. Thinking, am I wasting my time? Am I even going to be able to get to get to this man, Jesus? There's all these other people here that are hanging out that, that can't wait to see him. Am I going to be able to work my way up to see this man? Am I wasting precious, valuable time? Maybe I should just go back and spend some time with my daughter. She's on her way out. You know what I mean? This is this had to be a real thing going on in his mind right now. I'm, I'm, I want us to understand this is a hopeless situation in the natural. But he knew there was something about this man from Galilee. Amen. For he had only, uh, for he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. As Jesus went, the people pressed around him. Okay, so he, he begs Jesus, he falls at his feet, hey, please come back to my home. And Jesus starts working that way. But guess what? It's not Jairus and Jesus and 12 disciples. This is hundreds and hundreds of people pressing on them every step of the way. Can you imagine how this guy feels? I'm talking about Jairus. Hopeless. All God's people said, this looks hopeless. That's how this guy had to feel, right? Looking at the natural. Am I even going to be able to get this guy back to my house? All these people pressing on him. Amen. Okay, Luke 18 and verse 27. Listen to me right now. Let's humble ourselves and realize, man, that there's some problems that are way bigger than yourself. Amen. Some things, I just got to give it to God and I got to trust Him and I got to stand on His Word and know that He'll make a way where there is no way. And He's going to work it out. Listen, He's going to work it out the way that He needs it worked out. You know what I'm saying? The best way. Because He's our Father and He knows what's best, but He can do all things. Amen? So I'm going to humble myself before the Lord in Luke 18 and verse 27. But He said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Give Him some praise this morning. This is a, this is a serious sermon about serious matters. This is about, about people that are in bad situations, man. Bad situations are awesome opportunities for God to make himself strong in our lives. You know what I mean? Luke 18 and 27. But he said, this is Jesus. What is impossible with man is possible with God. Now let, let that sink in that this is the God that you serve. This is the God that you belong to. This is the God that chose you, He created you, and He died on a cross so you could be saved. Amen? And our God is very much committed to taking care of His children. Amen? And, you know, and sometimes sometimes we hear it. We hear the preacher man saying it or, or we read it in the Bible, but we don't let it sink in, man. That our God really, really loves us, man. He loves us with an undying, completely faithful love. It, it's unlike any love we've ever really experienced here. It is the most committed love Amen. Well, how much does He love us? He died for us. Amen. Okay, Luke 8 and verse 43. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And all God's people said, it's just getting worse on this guy, Jarius. It's just getting worse on this guy, Jarius. Okay, I'm going to stop preaching. Well, that's no threat. You're going to be like, okay, stop preaching. Okay, listen, man. Picture this guy, man. He loves his daughter. He comes all the way. Gets to Jesus' feet. The crowd's moving so slow. And then all of a sudden, there's this other lady who has a real need too. A real genuine problem. Amen? Can you imagine what Jairus is going through? And there was a woman who had a a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. Give the Lord some praise. Give Him some praise. Give Him some praise. This is another hopeless situation. This is completely hopeless. She done spent all her money, everything she ever had, and she ain't getting no better. Amen? I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is our God can do things that man cannot do. Our God can do things that man cannot do. Let's get that in our hearts right now. Amen. Because if your life is perfect, and I hope it is, man, this is just good stuff to get down for when it gets crazy. Amen. Okay, so verse 44. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. Man, that's good. That is really, really good. Look at the faith of this woman, man, right here if I can just reach Him, I know my life is going to be changed. And look at the suddenly. Let's talk about the suddenly for a second. Because look at the children of Israel, who are the Hebrews who were in in slavery for 400 years, man. It didn't look like anything was ever going to change for them. And guess what? When Moses comes to town, it gets worse in the natural. It got worse before it got better. You know what? I mean? But when it changed, it changed suddenly. And they walked out of Egypt with their their pockets bulging with 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 gold from the Egyptians. They walked out with all that back pay. They walked out with the blessing of God, and it happened just like that. They went to bed slaves and they woke up free people. You know what I'm saying? Get excited, guys. Get excited and expect that suddenly to happen, okay? Humble ourselves. Amen. I can't do this without God. This is bigger than me. I've tried everything that I can do and nothing is, is panning out. I can't get that job. I can't I can't quit this situation. I don't know what's going to happen to my kid. Whatever, fill in the blank. Realize, man, that I can't do this without God. Give it to God and understand that He can do all things. And let's expect. You know, Sometimes we don't get what we're expecting because we ain't really expecting it. Does that make sense? Kind of? We're like, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if that happened. It'd be nice if that happened. No, it wouldn't be nice. I expect my God to be faithful to His Word. And He will be faithful to His Word. Amen? You hear what I'm saying this morning? Some, let's, let's be honest. Sometimes you've got to get in these situations that are, that are hopeless in the natural. You've got to get them so you grow in relationship with God, so you run into His arms and you realize, man, He is faithful. My God can do what He says. Amen? I've never seen the righteous forsaken. second. Amen? You've never seen the righteous for a second because it don't happen. All right. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood. She got healed. We already talked about that. Talking about the suddenly here, Isaiah 43 and verse 19. Behold, this is good, man. Expect God to do what his word says he will do. Amen. Stand on his word and let's get excited, man. Some people have, there's people in this church right now that got prophecies by mighty men of God and women of God years and years ago. And they might be at the stage now where they're like, ah, that would be nice, but I don't see how that could happen. Or, man, I really wish that would happen, but it's been so long. If God says it, it's going to happen. Stand on that word. Amen. Stand on it. You don't have to worry about how it's going to happen. We stand on the promises of God. And we we need to sometimes we need to be still and know that He's God. You know what I mean? I've done everything I can do in this situation, in the natural. I'm trusting in my God. Amen. All right. Okay. Okay. So Isaiah 43 and verse 19. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Isn't that awesome? Behold, Victory Life Church, I'm doing a new thing. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. It's going to happen. Do you not perceive it? God wants to do some amazing things in our life, man. And we need to get excited. Do you perceive it? Do you think God can make this stuff happen? Do you think he can do this? Do you think God can make a way where we get that building fixed up? Yes, he can do it. Yes, he can do it. We have to do what we can do. You know what I mean? We 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 got to be willing to get dirty and get muddy, and work hard. But know, man, that God can make a way where there is no way. Because I know that the, there ain't the money there to do it, but God can make a way. And I know God will make a way. Amen? Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert where it looked dead, where it was dead, where there was no life, where there was no fruit, where it was hopeless. I'm going to change that situation in your life overnight. Expect it. Humble yourself. I need you, God. I can't do this on my own. I know you can do it, and I expect you to do it because you are faithful. Amen? 45. And Jesus said, Who is it that touched me? That is so cool right there, man. Who is it that touched me? All these people are are all over Jesus, man. And and I'm telling you, man, I'm a daddy, okay? And I can only imagine to be this guy, Jarius, right here. And barely making baby steps, getting back towards the house. You're like, man, I hope I'm not wasting my time. I hope I hope we can get there in time. I hope I at least get to see my baby one more time. You know, all these things are going through his head. And oh, my wife's going to be so mad that I went out here and did this, you know. And then Jesus stops again. They're barely even moving. He stops. He's like, who touched me? And there's all these people. Imagine all these people. And Peter's like, well, maybe... Maybe Jesus, I mean, you're the boss, but maybe you shouldn't say, like, who ain't touching you? You know what I mean? Everybody's touching you, man. Everybody's trying to get a hold of you. And Jesus said, who was it that touched me when all denied it? That's that's so funny right there because there's all these people behind Jesus. Jesus is moving towards Jairus' house. And just imagine all these people like, oh, man, let me just touch them. Let me just touch them. And then somebody actually touches them. All these people are trying to get a hold of them. Hey, Jesus, do that thing. Jesus, can you turn this water into wine? Jesus, do this. And then somebody actually touches them. Like, who touched me? And everybody's like, not me. I didn't do it. Not me. Nobody wanted to Nobody wanted to get in trouble. Imagine he turned around. He was serious. Jesus was serious. Something just happened. Some Some power just left me. Amen? Because guess what, man? It's our faith that will activate that power that Jesus has. You know what I mean? Listen to me what I'm saying, man. It's the faith that we have that He has given us, amen, that we are growing each and every day in our time in the in the Word that we're growing by trusting Him. It's that faith that is going to activate that power that He already has. You know what I'm saying? That's what this lady did. She was just, just let me touch Him. And I know my life can be changed. And that's what she did. Boom! instantly but jesus felt it amen i think it's interesting right here jesus knew out of all these hundreds of people maybe it was hundreds and hundreds of people but it was a bunch of people he knew out of all these people he knew who was serious about him he knew who was serious about that relationship he knew the people that were there for a life change you know what i mean does that make sense? All, a lot of these people were there because man, they ain't seen nothing like this in their lifetime. They, whole, they heard the stories about Egypt and the prophets and all that. They never seen anything like this, so this was exciting. But not all these people were willing to change their life for Jesus. You know what I mean? Because look, as he got closer to Jerusalem, and that crowd really begins to thin out. You know what I mean? To where it's just a few at the end. You know what I mean? Jesus knows who's trust. Let me just say it like this: Jesus knows who's trusting in Him. Everybody. He knows if we're trusting Him just a little bit. Well, I used to believe He could do that, but I don't think He's. I'm too old now. Like, no, no, no. We need to stand on the Word of God. We need to stand on the promises of God. God knows whether or not we're trusting in Him. Amen. It's your faith that is going to activate that power that He has. Amen. Nahum 1 verse 7. The Lord is good. Can we all agree on that? The Lord is good. A refuge in times of trouble. Can we agree on that? The Lord is good. A refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in Him. God knows who's putting their faith in Him. God knows who's trusting in Him to move these mountains in our lives. Let's get on that program, man, because God wants to do some things in this church. But that's not even what the real, that's not the big thing I'm trying to push, man. I'm talking about some people are going through some craziness in their world. Some people need a job to come through. Some people need this bid to be picked out for them. Some people need some healing, man. You know what I mean? Let's trust in God. Man, man can't do this. Man can't do this. Man might have already given up. Man might have already washed his hands of it, but God will never wash his hands of it. We need to be expecting it. Expect it and get excited. Amen? And Jesus said, who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowd surrounds you and are pressing on you. 46. But Jesus said, someone touched me. Not like this, Peter. Not like all these people. Somebody touched me. Somebody in this crowd is expecting a change. Somebody really needs something and they're trusting in me to make it happen. Amen? But Jesus said, Someone touch me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. Amen. Give them some praise. Luke 48. And He said to her... We skipped a verse and that's cool, man. We're just trying to make up some time. And He said to her... Is everybody cool with that? I ain't leaving out the meat and the potatoes here. And he said to her daughter. See, there's a relationship there. There's a relationship there. She's believing in just more than her physical healing there. She knows that this is the man. This is the Messiah. There's a trust thing going on here, guys. And he said to her daughter, your faith, whose faith? Her faith. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Go in peace. Amen. Man, that's just exciting right there. Hopeless situation. Jesus is coming to town. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this crowd or not. This woman with the issue of blood, man, her heart had to be racing. She had to be super weak. All these weird things that can happen when you go through a situation like that. She had to feel completely horrible. Twelve years worth of that. 12 years of feeling horrible, and every time she got a little optimistic, maybe this man will help me. Here's a new here's a new physician. He He's real good with the thing, and he, he does the thing, and the thing seems to work good for Mary down the way. So maybe this will do good for me. Nothing that no man could do was panning out for her. She was getting worse. It was getting more and more hopeless. But there was that man from Galilee, amen, and she knew if I could just touch him, there would be that change. Let's expect that change, guys. Amen? And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. We gotta have faith, guys. We gotta have, you, without faith, you ain't pleasing God. Without trusting in God, nothing's gonna change, man. Hebrews 11 verse 6, right there. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists. Okay, let's start with that. Do you have faith enough to believe that God exists? Yes, you do. Everybody does. You were born with it. God gave you that measure. Amen. Where you can receive Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what your school teacher said, uh, what Plato said, what Socrates said, what your uh, physician said. It don't matter. You have enough faith to say, that's doo-doo and Jesus is real. You know, you have that faith right there. Give them some praise. And you're only going to hear this kind of teaching. And without faith it is possible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. Amen? Can we put our faith in Him? If You can't do it on your own. Ain't no one else going to be able to make this happen. This is way bigger. This is way bigger than your training. This is way bigger than your pocketbook. This is way bigger than your influence. Amen? But it's not too big for my God. Can I get a witness? While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house... Okay, so we're moving back to Jairus. Remember that guy? has a daughter that was dying? And here comes a messenger. While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, your daughter is dead. Okay, so uh, this situation went from like hopeless to like completely hopeless in the natural, right? When somebody's dead, they're dead. I've, I've been to a lot of funerals. I've done a lot of funerals. I ain't never had someone sit up in the coffin. I've ne- I ain't never had that happen yet. Not yet. Now, there's an exciting time when that's going to happen. But you know what, ma'am? Pretty much most of the time when they put the sheet over them, they don't get back up. Last time I checked, you know what I'm saying? But, but my God, your, your dream that you feel like God gave you, your dream might be completely dead in the natural. You may have given up on that years ago. I ain't going to finish my book, Dana. I ain't going to do that. I'm getting too old. Or my main characters are stuck. Or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> I've worked my way into a corner. Whatever you're going through, man, it may look dead, but it ain't dead unless you want it to be dead. Amen? So give them some Praise. While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. Verse 50. But Jesus, on hearing this, answered him, do not fear. Only believe. I know I'm driving this point home and that's what I'm trying to do. Drive this point home. It doesn't matter what man says. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. What does Jesus say? What does the Word say? Jesus said... It may look hopeless, but it ain't hopeless. Look who's with you. Who's hanging out with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. We're going all the way to the house, man. Just relax. Trust in me. But Jesus, on hearing this answered him, do not fear, okay? Cast your cares upon him because he careth for you, right? Don't let fear get involved, man. You've been battling that the whole time. Give it to Jesus. Amen? Do not fear. Only believe, and she will be well. 51, and when they came to the house, he allowed no one to enter with him except Peter and John and James and the father and mother of the child. That's interesting, isn't it? There was tons of people coming to see the show. You know, these people were just following him. Nobody even really probably knew where they were going except for Jesus and Jarius and maybe the twelve that were around them. You know what I mean? The immediate disciples. And they're all going to this place. And, and like I said, this guy was a man of means, so there was a bunch of paid mourners and stuff like that. And that was the custom of the day, man. The better you were sitting financially, the more paid mourners you would have. That sounds pretty crazy in our culture, in our society, but that's what they would do. Yeah, this person was important to me. I got the money. Boom, here you go. I want to get all the people you got out here crying. Hey, you over there. I want you to get all your people. Here's some money. Get them all out here crying. This was a big deal. That's what they did. So all Jesus gets to the scene and all this is going on and it's looking hopeless, right? Looking hopeless. But nothing's hopeless. Not with Jesus. He didn't allow anyone to go in except the mommy, the daddy, Peter, James, and John. That's pretty important, right? And that's the first time uh, students of the Word, that's the first time that you're going to see Him single out those three. That is the inner core of the inner core of the disciples right there. Now, what's my take home from that? What does it got to do with me? Man, we got to be careful who we hang out with. We really got to be, when I'm going through something that is hopeless, that is bad, you need to be careful, honestly careful who you're taking advice from. You know what I mean? I ain't, yeah, ain't no Doubt Thomas in there. But that's, yeah. Doubting Thomas, man, he gets a bad rap because you know, his name was like Didymus, like dynamite. You know, he, Rick, what are you doing? You got me on a rabbit trail. He wasn't that bad of a guy, Thomas. He, Anyways, never mind, never mind, never mind. we got to be careful. we got to be attentive to who we're going to hang out with during these times, man. You know, all the time, uh, iron sharpens iron, right? Who am I confiding with about my situation? Because you can run to somebody and say, You know, uh, this ain't looking good, yada, yada, yada. And they can be like, yep, that ain't looking good. That's hopeless. Yep. Yep. Not looking good for you, man. My advice would be you get some credit cards, you max them out and have fun. (laughs) That's not good advice. You know what I mean? Psalm 1, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked, or stand in the way of the sinners, or or stand in the way of sinners, sit in the company of mockers, verse 2, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on His law day and night. Be careful who we hang out with. Be careful who we take advice from. Be careful who you confide in, man. I want to give my burdens to God-fearing, powerful Christian people who are putting their trust in God. You know what I mean? I'm going to confide in those type of people that that are going to point me to God's promises, Amen. And I'm going to make sure that I'm in the Word, Amen. No matter what I'm going through. Fifty-four. This is good. But taking her by the hand, he called, saying, "Child, arise." And her spirit returned, and she got up at once. And he directed that something should be given to her to eat. This lady, this little girl, was dead. She wasn't dying anymore. She was dead. But then the carpenter's son, the Messiah, gets on the scene. And Jairus knew that if anything could be done, it had to be done through this Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? And when it looked hopeless beyond hopeless, we still got to trust in Jesus. Just like what Jesus told Jairus, like, man, listen, don't listen to that. All right. don't listen to that. Okay? Don't do it. Trust in Me. And you know, when, when all these paid mourners, when Jesus got there before the baby got raised up, the little girl got raised up, He said, no, she's just sleeping. You know what all these paid mourners did? They started laughing. <laughs> you can tell they weren't too emotionally attached to the situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where'd you get this guy? You know what I mean? They were laughing because she looked dead. She was dead in the natural. Amen doesn't matter, man. I'm going to be very attentive who I hang out with, who I take advice from. I'm going to trust in the most high God because my God can do the impossible. Amen? One more verse because y'all have been good. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding because what your eyes see can get you messed up. You've been, you, may have, you may be on this journey for years now, years now, man, and just every time you think there's a little hope, it gets reached out from underneath you. And you don't even want to trust anymore. Well, you know what? Don't worry about trusting in man. Let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. You trust in God. He can make a way where there is no way. Amen. So right now, I just speak blessings on you guys. In the name of Jesus. Father God, I ask You to touch each and every individual in here, Lord. Let them receive what You have for them, Lord. Thank You for a fresh filling right now of the Holy Spirit in each and every person's life and every believer. Let them receive a fresh filling of Your Holy Spirit right now at this very moment. Thank You for life changing. Thank You, Father God, that we're going to trust in You. Thank You for Your healing power coursing through our veins. Thank You that there is that suddenly that is here. That suddenly is here, and we just receive it, Jesus. Thank you, Father God, that where I, in the days past where all I could say was yes, I will say no to it. I, I will stand on your word. Thank you for your miracles. Thank you for your power. We just receive it right now. And all God's people said. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more, and may God bless you.